Hello and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Tuesday, December 26th. Let's jump into this morning's top stories. Sportico's Michael McCann lays out the likely legal strategies for the ACC against Florida State, first, the ACC will likely portray FSU as contractually complicit with the policies it now opposes. Although FSU implies the conference acted on its own, like a standalone entity that imposed rules on members, the ACC could insist that meetings with member schools were held and votes were taken. Expect the ACC to detail FSU's direct involvement and perhaps leadership with rulemaking and policy shaping. Second, the ACC will assert it met its contractual obligations. Many of the terms FSU references are aspirationally worded, such as engaging in responsible financial management and lack measurable benchmarks. Third, the ACC can point to judicial deference to private membership organizations. This has been a factor in college sports legal controversies, including the recent, and brief, battle between Michigan and the Big Ten. Courts generally defer to conference decision-making and require members to meet contractual obligations. The Action Network's Brett McMurphy gets commentary from industry sources on Florida State's gambit, including, criticize Florida State all you want, but they're the first ones over the wall. If they can survive, then several other ACC schools will follow. Another states, there's no way the SEC and ESPN wants Fox and the Big Ten to plant a flag in Florida by adding FSU and Miami. Craig's Media's Patrick Craig's on if there's riches at the end of the legal battle for Florida State, there's no guarantee that economic rewards envisioned will be a layup. Engines that power T1 media sports rights fees, pay TV and streaming, are either seeing reduced economic capacity or aren't spending as promised, maybe not in five years but now for sure. Related to Florida State's gambit is the future of media revenues for college athletics and at least one major media executive predicts the college football playoffs new deal won't get the rights fee increase it wants as ESPN will be the only significant bidder. More from CNBC's 13 major media predictions for 2024, other than the NBA, the college football playoff may be the next most important rights deal to be renewed next year. The CFP's current 12-year deal with ESPN expires after the 2025 playoff. At that time, the college football playoffs will expand from four teams to 12. That may sound enticing as a new live sports behemoth, but this executive guesses that potential bidders Amazon and Apple will balk at the price the CFP wants for the games. ESPN is desperate for live rights as it prepares a direct-to-consumer service and will renew the package, this executive predicts. The Seattle Times' David Gutman takes a behind-the-scenes look at how Washington's decision to leave the Pac-12 played out drawing from emails and text messages involving UW President Anamari Kause. Included is an exchange with then-Stanford President Mark Tessier-Levine which seems to indicate the Cardinal were committed to voting San Diego State into the Pac-12 once a new media deal was reached, which was essentially unanimous. There's also a text exchange with former Huskies and current USCAD Jen Cohen after Pac-12 Commissioner George Klyovkov initially introduced the new media deal with Cohen telling Kause, this isn't going to work. He went backwards on benefits of this since Friday. It's not close. This is bad. Lots more, including Kause's balancing interests on August 3rd of trying to keep a Pac-12 option viable, while also reaching out to Big Ten peers. More transfer policy changes could be on the way per Yahoo's Ross Dellinger, including abolishing the year-in-residency penalty, increasing transfer academic eligibility requirements and levying financial penalties on schools that don't meet academic benchmarks.
The information comes from a two-page NCAA Division I Board of Directors and Division I Council document obtained by Dellinger and also includes other possible legislative options like requiring schools to develop a path to graduation for transfer student-athletes, developing a new academic metric to measure a school's graduation rate of transfers and or amending the current revenue distribution model to require schools to meet academic benchmarks tied to the new formula. Collegiate Sports Connect analyzed user data regarding compensation expectations for more than 550 college sports industry professionals in its user base who list business operations as one of their primary areas of responsibility. While individual expectations varied, some common trends emerged. For instance, when compared to the same cohort of development and marketing professionals, earlier career business operations professionals expressed similar compensation expectations, while the gap and standard deviation in salary expectations increased significantly starting with professionals with 10-plus years of experience. For those with 10 to 12 years of experience, the 75th percentile expectation was 32% higher than the median and 67% higher than the 25th percentile expectation. Individuals with less than one year of experience expected, on average, a salary of $49,000. Those with one to three years expected roughly $55,000, those with four to six expected nearly $71,000, those with seven to nine expected $93,000, those with 10 to 12 expected $106,000, those with 13 to 15 expected $131,000, and those with 15 plus years of experience expected $156,000. Check out the full report only on Connect. Thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Tuesday, December 26th. We'll see you back here this afternoon.